He's John Ryan. And he's Jonathan Prince. He's in that way or that way. Which way are you? We, we, no, we never know, man. But we know what we are, right? We are... We are brutally Johnists. Brutally Johnists out here. All over it. All over it. All day. <laughs> What's it called? Um, a few people are feeling my country in Western Tune, in my imagination. Why not? I don't, I don't, Why not? I mean, no one's commented, but like, I enjoyed it, man. You can see it on my face. Did you see, did you see at the end that I like re-recorded the lyrics? Yeah, I did notice a little bit of uh, editing. <laughs> and a little bit of like lightening on the softening of a light around you as well. So For real, yeah, man. You, all tricks making me look fat and old. I know you do. <laughs> I know your tricks. I know your pranks. Oh, man. So what, what are we on today, man? It's um, Where are we at now? It's like week number what? 159. It's 2027, I think. The world's uh, <laughs> being destroyed. I think... In my world, it's Sunday the 14th of June. There you go. Sunday the 14th of June, man. So it's about, what, a week after we did the last show. Thanks for everyone who tuned into that and um, all the people that have reached out since and stuff. Uh, I'll stop measuring the week in terms of days. Now I'm doing it by meals and bottles of wine. <laughs> so how many? Day 47. Day 47. <laughs> meals and bottles Started of wine. Yet. Is that 47 Started meals yesterday. today? Or 47 <laughs> bottles of wine? <laughs> <clears throat> Today's one of the days I fear. It's when the uh, sun comes out and everyone starts doing their barbecues. But people around where I live can't barbecue. They think, put petrol on it. Put petrol on it, put a night, put a flame on it, mate. That's what you need. Petrol and flame. Really See, it seems like it. there's a sweet spot for barbecues for you then, bruv. Because ultimately, when you spoke a couple of weeks ago, you were saying that people cook their food in the oven and then put it on the barbecue. That annoyed you. That's just Jamaicans. That's just Jamaicans. <laughs> it's all the whole of the Caribbean, man. The whole of the Caribbean, trust me. Um, uh, being Grenada, they're different. They're different Grenada. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm sure that happens in St Kitts and Nevis, and I'm sure that happens in. Um, nothing Vincent. happens in Nevis. It's just the post office and the pub. There's nothing. Nothing goes on there. Who do you They've got a tree as well. Anthony Hamilton's from um, Nevis. You know the dude who yeah. Hamilton, the American. Hamilton. Alexander. Just Anthony Hamilton. Well, what about Alexander Hamilton? In it, I had to sing Alexander the song. Alexander Hamilton. Yeah, that's how it goes, isn't it? I think, yeah, stick to the country music. <laughs> so, so listen, starting off, right, I found a piece of music that I think is the most appropriate piece of music for these times, right? Okay, now, why is um, it appropriate? It's, well, it's appropriate because it's all about what we're doing to ourselves and our cities and our towns and all the rest of it. Um, and it's appropriate because right now, people need to wake up. I, I, I hate the fact that you're talking a really serious point and then I heard some golf on your phone you tried to style it. I, have you silenced your phone? Silence now. <laughs> That's live, mate. That's the beauty of live chat. You never know what's going to happen. If there's a fire, I'm going to put a fire out. Right. This man, right, the greatest, I think he's the ultimate um, love voice. But he's also, a lot of his tunes, him and Marvin Gaye, they've done some tunes about reality and life in the world. But people don't remember the happy, sloppy stuff. But um, but this tune is just to me. Wake up, everybody! Teddy Pendergrass. The world will get no better. We've got to change the world. Just you and me. Oof, mic drop. 
Um, Teddy Pendergrass, one of the greatest ever, ever um, singers. When you set up that 10-day challenge of music and stuff, um, it was just so tough, just chopping them down for about 30 different albums. But... Let, me, let me stop you there, because it wasn't me who sent you it. You sent it to me. A few people have sent that to me, and I feel like I, feel like I should do it, but I don't feel like I should do it now. Yeah, I said you sent it to me just to kind of give the um, air that we're actually professional and we uh, have a relationship rather than just two strangers. But what, you, but what you were actually doing was calling me out for not having done it yet. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I, I thought we cut that bit out. And, um, and it's really interesting. This just shows how technology works because the message I got that interrupted the start of that show was a picture of a cat. But uh, it looks like Ed Sheeran. You know, 250,000 years of evolution. This is where... <laughs> Do you know? Do you know? Oh man, um, I need to explain to you my tune for the week, and um, and talking a lot on this show about me making music, but I'm not really playing any of my music. So today, there's a particular track which um, was created. It came up on my Facebook, and we created this album like seven years ago. So um, yeah, still feeling fresh, and uh, the track is by a group called Lucid Troops. So L U C I D Troops. It's got um, a Z on the S. No, no, no. That's T R double O P S. You can see it in the in the below in the link below. But um, yeah, this track is called "Where Do We Go?" Because it's my own tune, I could actually play a little bit more than I normally would. Yeah, man. So the lyric basically goes, where do we go? I don't know. You don't know. We lost faith, but we still got hope. But we strive to push on wherever we go. And I feel like that's like now, isn't it? Like, feels things are feel lost in a lot of the stuff that's going on at the moment, man. Like, it's been an emotionally draining couple of weeks and that. Um, it's a good time. These are the best days of our life. Times have changed, man. Take a lot of energy, isn't it, really? Great. It's great. This is how the world should be. If you don't like something, stand up and say, I don't like it. I disagree with it. Argue your case, fight your case, but have an opinion that you've formed by educating yourself or listening to people who know what you're talking about. Indeed. But as you've seen in the last week, sometimes that opinion has, doesn't have to be formed or um, formed by the, the person giving the opinion. And it sometimes doesn't even have to be considered by the person giving the opinion. And sometimes those whom have the least ability to digest what they're saying have the loudest voices. That sounded really profound. That sounded like something you get on them posters, you know? <laughs> Consider the simpleton, for even he is worthy of your time. <laughs> well, I went to this new age spiritual thing once with my hippie mate, and um, I sat and I was just mesmerized. And at the end, she said, I could see you got really got a lot out of that. I'm like, I was working at how much this man's charging per head. Thinking, I could do this. Because he literally sat there with, Consider the rainbow, or well, the rainbow is made up of many colours, just like humanity. But I wanted to go about the rainbows in the sky. Are you saying that we should all like live in the sky? What? It's all that kind of stuff, you know? Jimmy lived in the sky sometimes, didn't he? Jimi Hendrix? Not my kind of music, mate. No? Not my kind of music, Jimi Hendrix. No, I used to share a room with my cousin, who uh, is a year younger than me. His, his mum passed away when he was little, so he came to live with us. And he loved Hendrix. And he had, he used to, he used to smoke a lot of weed and... Um, 
like, like, like to put on Hendrix, man. Like, listen to this tune. And it was only after about six months I realized the record was scratched. They were never. must be some you, kind of way out of here. The record scratched, mate. That's not. No. Anyway, that's my contribution to the uh, musical section of the show. I'll be honest, man. I, I, I rate Jimmy. Um, whether I was like more into his music, I haven't really got any his music on my phone and that, but like trying to play his stuff, you realise how much of a genius that person was. Here's one for you, right? My guitar tutor told me this. Jimmy was so good on the guitar, apparently, because he was he used to be in the military, so he's got that kind of mind where he can just be regimented and learn, yeah. isn't it? And just get on it. Yeah. Again, you know, look, all, whatever you listen to is your thing, but it's kind of all... Like, I don't like hairy music, you know, like really hairy music, you know, that kind of heavy metal motorhead. And he and and once that, I think it's gonna be hairy music, man. It's funny you say that, right? Because have you heard the, the term greb? Greb. Yeah. Uh, no, is that a train stop in Hamburg? Next stop and is the greb. No. Where's greb? So when I was a kid, right? I know this in my head is true from what I know, but it might not be the same thing. It's true, right? No, it's true. If you know it, it's true. when I was a kid, right? You used to have like. In, in Kettering, where I grew up, there was, like, rappers and there was, like, Grebs in it. Grebs were people who were into, like, Nirvana and Jimmy. Like, oh, guitar okay. music, do you know what I mean? Now, people yeah. still, to this day, some people who are into that sort of music class themselves and consider themselves Grebs. But for as far as I know, the etymology, so the, the rooting of that word, comes from people suggesting that these people don't wash so much. I say that because I'm not suggesting that, right? But, like, as if to say, like, I'll, you don't... I'll suggest it. I ain't scared. I'll suggest it. They're sweat hogs. So people, sweat well, people used to call wash. them. People used to call them grey backs. Like, yeah, so your back is grey because you don't wash yeah. it, innit? And then grey back was like abbreviated to greb. Now, when you go buy them albums, okay, that's ten pounds or eight pound and hand in your soap. That's how it works. <laughs> For the next couple of weeks, I'm going to throw a few albums um, tracks from that album. But it's an album we created, me and some very good friends. Uh, at the moment, this week, we can't deny that there's a lot of. I don't know, man. It feels it feels almost like the media, or in some way, like the world's itching for some sort of like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Do you know like race riots or not race riots, but like yeah, segregation, yeah, yeah. isn't it? Like trying to pull yep. the people apart and like start yep. one person being on another person. It's funny because we talk here. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't say in any way that I don't see in colour because when I when I look back at you staring at me, you clearly look different to myself. You look like a bit out in the sun without the sun lotion again, mate. I don't get it. I'm like a vampire. Hydrogen. <laughs> but I'm like, like a... it seems it seems at the moment like people are trying to say that that we can't do this because we don't. You know what I mean? For some reason, this wouldn't work. And that album, we made good music. Yeah, that's the main thing. We made good music. The reason why I don't talk about that album so much is because there was a falling out amongst the group members. And when I say a falling out. Well, everyone knows being in a band can be difficult, people in difficult places or different places. Um, we got to a point of being able to do a gig at the Jazz Cafe and for whatever reason that didn't happen and everything kind of folded. There was a heightened emotions and so on and so forth. That's all water under the bridge now. The other day I listened back to the album, the album sounds crisp. For those who don't know, the album sounds amazing. <laughs> For your friends in uh, St Albans. <laughs> For my friends in St Albans. Sounded sounds pucker. Awful. <laughs> sounds awfully, awfully good. These are a bunch of chaps. No, nah, but we were, we were mad lucky, man. We had um, a guy named DJ Scully, who was like Technics DMC DJ Mixing Championship 
champion, make What's that beats for us. DJ mixing championship. What does that mean? He can go like that. Uh, v, 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 what? What's okay, so the best way to put it is, play, and to me, play, what set him apart. Turn the tape over. Fast forward it a bit. Turn it back over. Press play. That's it. And then just have all those voices. Yes, uh, <laughs> no. uh, next two kill up. Uh, so, play, fast forward, rewind. That's it. So if you imagine, right, it. I'll put a link in the in the in the thing below. But long and short, um, my mate Scully could uh, juggle two juggling balls while doing a beat juggle on the records with the other hands. He's a bad man. And long and short, he made a load of beats and he let us use a lot of the beats for that album. So the beats are amazing. Um, Shane at West Point Studios did the mixing, mixing down and everything. Right, where where South, is West Point Studios? What town is it in? Do you know what? It's in... I think it's in Dalston or something. It's in London anyway. Dalston? I, I don't think it's Dalston. So Somewhere in Hackney. No, it ain't Hackney then. I mean, it's not Dawson, is it? Do you know what? I'm being so rubbish. Think, you did you this last cool. week. Look at you. It's You're going, like... yeah, this song represents a really important part of my life. Where's it, mate? <laughs> and who was on it? I remember Have you it... found this? Have you found this, this Acton. CD? Acton is where it is, mate. Acton. Here you go. Do you right. know where that is? Acton. I do. It's um, ever under the central line. But why wouldn't he? Why would he go West Point Studios, isn't it? West Point. No, it's Acton. Acton Town Centre. Acton Town Centre. <laughs> Actually, this is Acton Town Centre. They're called in studios. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why do they do that? Why do they do that? <laughs> and the project didn't take very long to do. It was like we, we came together, collaborated, recorded everything within about a month. And then you fell out. And why did you fall out? Artistic differences, money, woman, what? Um, I think the most co politically correct way to put it is that we weren't all in the same headspace, and because we weren't all in the same headspace, which one of you a nutter? I was a nutter. <laughs> you can say it. There it's were, okay. Th there were some you characters. There were some characters that that during their periods of life struggled to to align their vibration. You get me? <laughs> See, I can't be part of a band or a team or any of them kind of things. I can't do it. If if me and you could not be a team, right? You'd be in charge. I'd do what you tell me. I could not have equal partnership, equal state. I can't do it. Can't do it. When I had my day job, I worked in it for 10 years. And once, some idiot said, why do you apply for the manager's job? I'm like, I can't be in charge of people. Can't do it. I should have been a lighthouse keeper. Quite happy living in my lighthouse. Just on know. your jacks. Yeah, can't do it, man. Can't do it. Um, and I just think, sometimes, where you get these autistic differences, it's just egos, man. Egos do my nut. Well, it's funny you say that, man, because, like... I don't know. I realised in the last couple of days, um, my missus and I, we took a couple of days off just to chill and uh, try and record some stuff for a music video that I'm doing for a new track. And um, I realised that the learning curve was like steep edit for my missus because I kind of come on and realise what I'm like to work with. I'm kind of like, you should be at the level that I'm at. So if I ask you to do something, you should know everything that I've known. <laughs> do this. Just, just out of interest, how many languages did your missus speak? Um... Four, five? Three, I think. Yeah. Three. And how many languages do you speak? Uh, we, can't, we can't include Patois, can we? No, you can't just do make-up languages that you talk to with your doll's heads when you're brushing <laughs> We have to only have real official languages. Do, can she I put, speaks three languages. Can I put the language of love in there? No? Language of love. 
Um, so I speak like if we put it to the vote in the box, who should have been in charge of this music video? You or the woman who speaks three languages? Hmm. That's that's very true. That's very true. See? But she did that's really well, man. She did really well. We're still together. Do you know what I mean? Like she did really well. She did really well. So, yeah. Well, let's just stick with the English language at the moment. These words you're using, I'm going to get you an ass kicking. Why? <laughs> there are certain words like you know you see these videos of men getting pulled over by the police getting beat up, right? You're more likely to get beat up by your missus than the police for saying the wrong thing. So you can say to the police, right? Get off my car, you fat shit. Right? That's it. You might get all caution. Say that to your missus, you're dead. <laughs> and you go, she did really well. She will slap you up in three languages. How am I supposed to... I mean, what is it? The surprise in my voice? What is it? I've messed it up now. I'm digging a hole. So, it's a lot to do with tone and attitude. She did really well. She did surprisingly well. <laughs> Listen, there might have riots in London. It's the riots around your house. Trust me, mate. There was a point where I was like, you have to do this. And she was like, yeah, but I can't do that. And I was just like, why? <laughs> and then I realised at that moment, like, yeah, you need to take a couple of steps back and, like, show what you're yeah. asking. But nah, man, the video should look wicked. So she did really, really well. Look forward to seeing it. I can't remember where I was going with that. No. But that's the story of your life, isn't it, really? You start off with a really exciting, interesting piece of news, and it just fizzles out because you <laughs> get bored. You bore yourself, is what I was trying you start off going, oh my God, this is hilarious and funny. And... <sighs> but that's real life. That's how the world should be. Um, I've got to say something about the, the issues that are going on. I think yesterday there was a whole heap of protests. And, well, it's gone past protests. You educated me on this last time. A whole heap of riots in London, wasn't it? Yep. Um, different groups, far right and that, going to, to kick off about uh, statues that may be removed and protect our statues and that. That's what I need to say on that. Like, I, I just think, you know, it's all right. It's all well and good saying take the statues down and put them in a museum, right? But I have seen Night at the Museum. So what happens if them statues all come alive and you've got Hitler, Mussolini, Churchill, all them man them. All the man them together. Wandering, wandering street, wandering road. All the rock man them, isn't it? Yeah. They're wood. <laughs> You know, with children going, oh, let's go this way, fight them on Hitler going, oh, everybody, let's go this way. I don't know if they say spoke. I don't know why, man, but that Churchill advert, maybe, but I just get the feeling that you have to kind of, a little bit when you... But now, here you go, right, let's do this then. So, Churchill, Prime Minister of England during the war, and uh, they all loved him, the whole of England loved him, until the war's over, and then they said, who should we vote for as Prime Minister? Didn't choose him. So that's an interesting one. But the other thing here is, now this is my big thing. So did, oh, hold on, hold on. So did he do just one term then? I know that's not the English uh, word, he, but... There was a war cabinet. There was a wartime coalition cabinet kind of thing where they all pulled together. He became prime minister. Then after the war, they had an election to uh, vote for prime minister they wanted, and they didn't want him. They brought him back, I think, in 1950 or something like that. But um, he, you have to understand that this man... Yeah, he sent the troops in to shoot the Welsh miners. He sent them into Scotland to attack the working classes. Newcastle he, too, edit. Yeah, and he's responsible for the you know the deaths of millions of Indians apparently with uh, starvation and the rest of it. He gassed the Afghans, and they knew all this stuff at the time. And that's what we're going in twenty twenty. Oh, he was terrible. What do you think? If you went back in time and you stopped a man in the street and said, "Do you know what he's done? What he's done?" Do you think they'd go, "That's terrible." They'd go, yeah, we know, don't care. And that's what we're forgetting now, right? 
yeah, great. Let's take these statues down. But let's not forget why they was up there in the first place. And that's how the world was then. That is how it was I've, then. I've got, I've got to bring it back a little bit more recent. So when Boris come in, yeah, most recently, was it not like saying a whole heap of things that people weren't feeling? He tackled a ute playing rugby. Do you know what I mean? Like there was, there's been a lot of things going on. Obviously, the history is written by the, the history. By the by the victor, right? The is written by the victor. Exactly. That's so it. we had, as you know, we're in a little group uh, amongst us, comedians, friends, like a little group. We could say what we want and that. And there was something I, I wrote kind of an essay on there this week. But just to bring out one of the highlights of what I was writing was a lot of these statues are there, but we don't necessarily, the layman, me in school, for example, I didn't get taught some of the backgrounds to these people's behaviour, some of the, the things that we find unsavoury, some of the things we might find racist, some of the things that may hit us emotionally really deep, right? I didn't get taught any of those things. And I think yeah. that to, to sweep the, um, the statues into a museum, fair enough, but teach the youths as to why they, were, they went into a museum. Teach the youths as to why they wanted to pull down this statue in Bristol and what's behind it. And I, I spoke to someone and they commented to me that... Um, Oh, I actually went to uni in Bristol and I didn't realise that this Colson guy mm-hmm. was who he was. But but now that's that explains to me why the Manic Street preachers wouldn't play there, right? And I thought to myself, Wow, <laughs> that explains why the Manic Street preachers didn't play. Do you know what I mean? But that's the reality of it, yeah. Because people have known about this for a long, long time. And what you have to understand as well, a lot of these statues, they're built like a hundred years later. They weren't built at the time. So that Colston one. They didn't that day go, oh, he's dead, let's put a statue to him. hundred years later, they sat down and said, we need to have someone represent our town. And uh, there you go. But here's my thing. The guy was a slaver and by today's standards is an abomination of a human being, right? By any standards, is an abomination. But at the time, that's what they did. If you, if in society people raped kids every day, that would be normal and acceptable. That's how it is. That's how it was. We can't then just go, so what are you going to do next? Pull down the Colosseum because of all the slave, the legacy of slavery. Where'd you end? To me, teach people as to what happened in the Colosseum. Teach people how far we may have come. And another point to me is also teach, look, when I was at school, I was never taught um, anything about a black civilization or person who had succeeded doing something. Do you understand how vague that statement is? Right. But but you went to school in a country whose history wasn't considered your history. The history pushed to me wasn't anything to do with the backstory of my history. No, because what I'm just... saying is part of my history has been part of the makeup of the UK. Yeah, but if you went to Russia, would you think they'd tell you teach you all about the slave trade? They wouldn't. But I suppose through colonialism if you went to the places where my parents were born, they probably wouldn't be teaching you that about it either. No, that's the whole point. It's all about being British. Where I went to school, um, I think I've told you this before, we didn't do English history and geography. We did humanities, right? In humanities, we did uh, about the slave trade and we would learn about what was going on in England for them to do that. But we had loony lefty teachers, as they were called then, right? When I then went and did O-levels, my O-level English, I didn't do Shakespeare. We did Maya Angelou, we did Chani Ochebe, and African writers, done Indian writers, because we was a very uh, multicultural school, and we had these 
loony lefty teachers. When I then went to do A-level at another school, the teacher could not understand how I got a grade A at O-level without doing Shakespeare. Didn't do it. Or if we did look at Othello, we'd look at it from the point of view of humanities about an African man who was a king and how it was normal and acceptable back in them days to have African Well, it's men. funny you say that. So I studied Othello that didn't necessarily clock it in school that he was black. Right, that's one thing. That's probably my, my own fault for not taking any notice. Right? Yeah, yeah. But on another level, I wasn't even taught in school that like Egyptians were black. I wasn't even taught that. I wasn't even, like, I mean... Let me put that a different way. I wasn't even taught that Egyptians were not white Europeans. <laughs> do you understand what I'm saying? And yeah, what I'm saying yeah, is, yeah. Do you, that can have an effect on the person. Um, it can make somebody lose drive. I'm not talking about myself now, but it can have, I'm sure it has had an, had an effect on me to not see positive people or positive portrayals of people with similar skin colour or culture. Absolutely, background. I could see that. I could you, see that. You spoke about it in one of the shows where you went back to... Um, you went to the Caribbean, there was a guy with you, mixed race brother, and he was really yeah, yeah. affected by the fact that there was people doing all kinds of jobs, policemen, this, 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 yeah, yeah, all yeah. these different jobs, and they all had, whether colour in their skin or the same cultural background, all season yeah. their food, wash their chicken. <laughs> you know what I mean? With vinegar. All right, let's, yeah, let's just drop a bomb in here then. Let's do this, okay? So, clearly, clearly, I hope, in the time you've known me, I have established my knowledge of British history, Yes. and Afro-Caribbean history yes. and the slave trade and the impact of all of that mm-hmm. and how we need to change all that. Could you uh, or any white or black person, put your comments in the box if you will, explain to me why in 2020 you, Jonathan, are paying your tax to police, support and protect people who every year march to celebrate the slaughter of my people and their ascendancy over us. And, Every year. And who are these people? You have to explain it a bit Just, more. But do you understand? The fact that you don't even know, and yet I, as a white British man, am meant to, quite rightly, embrace and understand your life, and yet you know nothing of ours. In, on the 12th of July, in the north of Ireland, the Protestants march to celebrate their ascendancy and dominance over the Catholic population. Okay. And I've told you so many times about proper racism exists between the Irish, Right. And if you, if you get a chance, go on YouTube. Um, what's it? Phil Mitchell. What's his name? You know the guy I'm talking about. Phil Mitchell? Um, you mean yeah. Grant? Grant. Why am I Grant, yeah. Him. That one. Yeah. Ross him. Kemp. Ross Kemp. Right. There you go. Ross Kemp, who's spent all these years developing a reputation as a investigative journalist. And I still know him as Phil Mitchell. He's, he's very, he's a simple <laughs> Which is the wrong name as well. <laughs> go. Go. Yeah, no. Grant Mitchell. Go and watch uh, his documentary that he did about um, police in North Ireland. And you'll see the hatred uh, that exists there and still goes on there, right? Now, as a person of education, what I think is sad is that, whether I like it or not, that's Britain. It's not Ireland, it's Britain. Okay, Legally, it's Britain. And therefore, those people in that part of Britain are British and want to be British. And yet, we've decided on Brexit and they don't want it. And so you go, hang on, you don't want them rules, but you want them rules. And it's like, if you're going to be British, you have to accept Brexit. But they don't want Brexit, but they still want to be British. By the same token, they can't understand that the Irish in the North Island don't want to be British, don't want to be Irish. It's the most complicated part of the world. Man. For real. Compl- However, on that, I did see a programme talking about this. And I, I mean, there's certain parts where it's like people were throwing rocks over a wall, right? At 
at this like proper close, you know what I mean? Proper segregated. But there were certain parts that I saw where kids were now starting to mix with people from the other side, like yeah. uh, Catholics yeah. and Protestants, I think, right? Mixing together at school or um, school were doing like things to bring people together and take people from one school to another. And then kids were admitting like, wow, I'd never known anyone from this side. Like I'd never even yeah. spoken to them. To be honest, yeah. I wouldn't have done. But now I realise actually they're just the same as me. They just have different different religious views or so on but they saw these people as people yeah they look the same all white all white they all same haircut same fashion support the same teams the only difference is that their god is the same god as ours but when they go to church their priest says this piece of bread represents jesus and when we go to church this piece of bread is jesus that's more or less it that's the biggest difference between the two communities and then you know what none of them even go to church or believe in god but even there, right, it's in the kids, right? The kids, them kids that they're showing each other, to, for them kids to say, oh, we're all the same. Actually, I'd never have hung out with this person, but we're all the same. Then them yeah, kids yeah. are going to be the future so they can teach their kids something. And that's what I think it is. It's in education. I think to see some of the issues in um, some of the poorer parts of the country, for whatever reason the poorer parts are, then to show those people in those poorer parts that some of the people who've succeeded in life that we know of, weren't necessarily yeah. from the richest places. They didn't necessarily go to private schools. That you can achieve something despite yeah. of your background. Yeah, yeah. Um, these things um, need to be taught, for me, in my opinion, in order to make change in the future. Yeah, yeah. There's a book uh, called The Black and Green, right? It's about the fight for civil rights in Northern Ireland and black America. And... Um, and it's interesting how they saw the parallels uh, between the two communities. And I mean, obviously, I'm not expecting you to learn about it. But where was your people on the marching to support my people when we had the Birmingham Six and the Guildford Four and all the rest of it? Where, where were they? For real, man, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. But, do but no, but you shouldn't know. You shouldn't know because it's, it's not your history. But you know what? That's Britain. That's part of Britain. And you're talking about t- teaching everyone else Afro-Caribbean history. But most people don't even know British history. But what I'm saying to you is, I'm not talking Afro-Caribbean history, British. I'm talking the, the history is written by the victor, right? So we need to hear some of the side of the, the loser, so to speak. Right. Especially if those so-called non-victors live in our society. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I mean, absolutely. Look, mate, this, I'm, it fascinates me so much that so these Black Lives Matter um, guys that are marching and protesting, they are carrying out a long tradition in British history going back hundreds of years, right? Protests from the Peasant Revolt upwards. So really what they're doing is very British. To go out on the street, march, protest and riot is very British. But part of the objection to them is, well, they're not British. But actually what they are, because what they're doing is what British people have done throughout time. You understand? Mm-hmm. That's why if you go around London, look how many army barracks there are all around London like from Chelsea, Westminster, all them places, Greenwich, all them places. Because if it kicks off, they can get, this, they can get the military into town in minutes. I never even thought about it like that. But that's how it is, because we've got a history of protesting and all the rest of it. But what happens then is, we'll go, you're not being patriotic. That's, you know, when you teach people, when these, and I do feel, and this is terrible, and even I'm thinking, how am I going to frame this? But when I saw those white... Uh, guys protecting them statues yesterday 
Obviously, I thought they were misguided idiots. But at the same time, you know, I feel a bit of sympathy for them because they genuinely do not understand. They don't understand what's happened to what they consider to be their country, right? But it ain't their country. It's our country. It's our country. So when we go, right, I don't want my black friends mistreated and abused. I don't want my trans friends, my gay friends. You know, I don't want anyone mistreated or abused. But these guys, they live up in the north of England or out in Essex, and they think England's a white country. Always has been. No, it isn't. And no, it never was. I'll be honest. The only thing I disagree with there is where they live, man, because they live everywhere. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. think there's necessarily yeah. pockets, man. They live everywhere. They just express themselves when... Swades. Big swades. They express themselves more when they're together, in it, really. But, yeah. like, no. yeah, it's, um, it's a mad one, man. I, I, I struggle to talk about such things necessarily because it... I mean, I grew up in the 80s, man. There was a lot of these sorts of groups around in the 80s. And the reason why I struggle to talk about it isn't because of the pain necessarily that it causes me, but I don't want to give my energy to that. I don't yeah, want to exactly. give my energy to such a negative exactly. vibe. You understand what I'm saying? But and you know what song came right? out? What's, what song came out 39 years ago this week? Go on. Ghost Town. Right. The specials. 39 years ago, this town is coming like a ghost town. And what's changed in 39 years? Mm-hmm. Nothing. It's got worse. Got worse. And what I saw yesterday, two things I saw yesterday that did disturb me. Obviously, these white right-wing guys defending Churchill. Okay, that's their Churchill. They, maybe they know about him, maybe they don't, maybe they don't care. But they're defending him and doing the Hitler salute. And you go, what, do you not understand, if you did love this man because he stood up to fascism, you doing the Hitler salute, that's like the biggest insult to the man. That's more of an insult than people trying to tear down his statue. And it, this is it. As again, we spoke of it before. People wish to, um, people don't wish necessarily to go and text them to digest it themselves to understand how they feel about it. Uh, it could just be a call to, call to arms, isn't it? Like, right, we're going to all go do this thing. thing. It's our country, do we want? And the other thing that did disturb me even more than that. So there's uh, Sky News, they're interviewing this mixed race girl and this white woman. And they're talking about young people and they're not putting up with it. And I think, you know what? I've got a lot of respect for young people taking to the streets and marching. But let's also teach these young people to vote, okay? But the white woman's going, yeah, it's disgusting. Black, Black Lives Matter. I don't want to live in a racist country. And I thought, you know what? Yeah, I'm with you on that. And she said, because her daughter, who's white, she's got friends and she wants her daughter to know that everybody's equal. And I thought, that's really good. And she goes, and then it's all part of the bigger picture of globalisation, capitalism, homophobia, blah, 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 blah. And you go, hang on, and blah, 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 blah. of course it is. Of course it is. But this black girl sitting next to you thinks your ass is there next to her supporting Black Lives Matter, but actually you're using her to push another agenda. And that's what I, I just thought was. I'll, I'll be honest, I don't know how I take that one. Because for me, man, the world, the world, I'm a scientist, yeah? If you yeah. leave something like you put on a reaction or whatever, the reaction, every single reaction is trying to look for a thing called equilibrium, right? So like, if you start off with certain, let's say uh, water and salt, yeah, and uh, you mix those two things together, they're going to try and find a place where as much water is diluted in the salt as possible. And do you know what I mean? They're looking for equilibrium, yeah? This is like that zero point. Um, Friend of mine, big up Scott, living in Australia, he's been watching the vlog a lot, so big respect, big shout out to you. He surfs and he says that when he's surfing, and he's in the tube, you know, like when the water's going over him and he's yeah. in the tube, in the wave, right? What is in front of him, um, there's nothing in front of him because that hasn't been created yet. 
what is behind him has already been destroyed. And what he is riding in is that like zero point, isn't it? And you know what? That's why them fools get hit by shark. <laughs> Stop. Don't be businessing what's ahead and behind and all this physical. Look for sharks, mate. Look around you. Look for the fin. All right? Now, Jonathan has kindly pointed out to you when you get salt and water, you get sharks and salt and water. <laughs> That's where it's going wrong, mate. But this is it, right? To me, you can't necessarily separate everything so much because it is a oneness. It is a oneness. You understand what I mean? Like, so um, the world, the planet, we saw last year all the fires going on in, in, in um, America and California. And I've got a lot of friends there. Really worrying time. Um, we saw a lot of fires going on in Australia, all over the world. Like the planet is stressed because of the problems that the human race have done to the planet. Yeah, the problems that we have caused in swaying that balance and taking it further from equilibrium. If equilibrium was here, we're like pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. Whether burning fossil fuels, whether the planet heating up too much, whether eating too much meat, all of these things have an effect. And whether people like it or not, human race is a race. Despite of your skin colour, yeah, we all need to come together and try and deal with it. And all this segregation to me seems to be like foolishness because it's like... It's needed. You have to have segregation to divide people up to stop them going for their common enemy. Was it 80, 80 people own 80% of the wealth of the world? How's that work? Yeah. How's that? But meantime, we're just arguing with each other because of melanin. And I ain't got them. Mine is gone. So... <laughs> I mean, I'm the future, mate. I'm the superior being. You're the future if, if it's dark outside all the time. <laughs> Do you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> Sunshine. If it was nighttime more often, man, I would run this place. I should live in, like, Norway. Iceland, top of Norway. Iceland. Iceland. Yeah. But this is the thing. People have to understand that we have common calls. We have common thing. And we've gone from this guy getting nailed on and killed, which is just, just a travesty. Nothing can justify that. So now we've got football supporters coming out to protect statues of a, a racist fascist by being racist fascists themselves and then fighting with youths who would probably 70 years ago have been fighting on the beaches at Dunkirk for the fascist whose statue they want to pull down where's the sense again, and again it comes down to education right this week and in the last couple of weeks I have learned a lot yeah I've learned a lot that I wasn't taught in school. I've learned a lot because I've been interested to find out why is some why are some of these subjects making me so emotive, right? So I've gone to have a look. I had a look at some stuff about Churchill. Um, I could put it in the comments. I don't necessarily want to sway anyone, but it's just like, it is facts of... of well, why don't you want to sway anyone? Why don't you want... This is, all this relationships is, are built on power and control, right? Power and control, every time. There's no such thing as two equal people, unless you're conjoined twins, and even then, one tends to be slightly more dominant but it's about using your sway and your influence as an example to improve people around you no indeed man so yeah i'll show it because i'll be honest when i read it it made me very emotive do you know what i mean to realize some of the things that have gone on but one in the same i'd like to think i'm humble enough to go and have a look because these things make me emotive to go and have a look and i'd ask anybody viewing this or anybody who's getting stressed by something that someone's posted on facebook or whatever try and direct your energy to be as calm as you can to allow that person to learn something but just, yeah, just think before you speak. I told you, I've been called racist four times this week on Facebook. And I'm like, am I meant to be offended? You go, hey, the racist! Okay, but that's your interpretation of who I am based on your life experiences, plus hearing what I'm saying. And, and even if you do think so, then tell me and explain to me who I am. And we'll, by the same token, I've also been told I'm a race traitor. 
And I didn't even know what um, this was until we did the last show, and you explained it to me in the show. I remember once when I was about um, 16, 17, a girl called Mandy. Stunning. Fine, mate. Fine. That is an Tora. actual person, right? As opposed to yeah. a drug that Tora. you them take. No, 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 no. Person, girl, gorgeous. And yeah, they, um, they describe remember... it the same. You mean a, a real physical human being? Yeah, a real person, a real actual entity, not salt and water. Car- <laughs> basically, to make it more palatable to you, basically, essentially a carbon-based life form. Not free for methylene, dioxide, methamphetamine. Okay. I don't do, I don't do them no more. So anyway, Mandy. So I see her at a party. I'm like, well, it's the second time I've seen her. She's on her own. I'm like, what are you, are you doing? And um, I, I said to my my friend who was with us, I said, that girl's great, man. Look at her. And he went, yeah, she only goes out with black folks. I'm like, what? What? He goes, yeah, she only goes out with black folks. And I'm like, listen, mate, watch me go and work my magic on her. She, did, she didn't want anything to do with me. Um, and, but she was very polite. She goes, no, you know, um, I, I like black men. I'm like, okay. And then I remember going back to my friends, having a discussion about this, and then going to see. They thought there was something wrong with her because she was in some way tarnished by the fact she only goes out with black folks. And I was saying, like, the girl is racist because she got some kind of black fetish thing going on here. That is worse than going, I don't mind where people are from or who they are. If there's a connection, there's a connection. To actually go, oh, I only want a black man as a white woman, you go, well, is that racist or is that a fetish or is that a choice or a preference? Or what is it? And if, if it is, what is it that she perceives a black man would have that white man don't? So this conversation was played out on an old school program called Kilroy back in the day, right? Kilroy, you remember that? Kilroy, right? I might even put it in the in the link, but dude, why? Dude, dude. It is a hard watch because, like, back then they didn't like. I don't know, man. There was there wasn't there wasn't really the Black Lives Matter thing. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, they just said it oh, like, yeah. and they were like, the, the guy would ask someone on the program, like, "Are you racist? I think you're racist because you have this thought." And she'd be like, "Oh well, it's just they seem to treat us really nice." And and I'm sitting there watching it, thinking, "Who's they? Do you know what I mean? like, those and them." Your people, in it? Do you know what I mean? Wow. Now, there is a mad scramble this week. There's a mad scramble for uh, a lot of white people to find um, an, an option, a clause. So when you go, you're racist, I go, can't be racist. Let me look at my bag here. I'm gay. I'm Jewish. I'm Irish. I love the way you I've got one leg. I love the way you think that's this week. This week. <laughs> This week. this week, bro. That's my life. I've seen them things there. Do you know this the best it. thing, right? The best thing, the best moment. Because when when we do comedy, yeah, you know yeah. that there'll be a few of us in the green room or whatever, right? Or you might be sat in the room watching the others do the comedy, right? When someone says something about race, it doesn't even have to be black, right? Yeah. If, if someone says something about race and I am in the room, yeah, people look for me, yeah. I feel like Caesar. I feel like Caesar, mate. I could be like, Side. and the Side. whole audience will laugh. Or I could be like, it's not the most powerful moment. Well, I told you, you may even have been at the gig where um, there was a African woman in the audience just getting drunk and just talking rubbish all through everyone's act, and nobody managed her at all. And then when I went on, she started. I went, hey, listen, why don't you shut your mouth, right? Because they haven't paid to watch you. And then the room went a little bit quiet. And I said to this woman uh, in front of a white woman, oh, here we go. Have you got a problem? She goes, well, I don't like the way you spoke to that woman. I went, what, you mean the black woman? And Because I knew I was doing it. Yeah. The woman goes, well, it, it's a little bit racist. What, what, you think she don't know she's black? You think she wakes up in the morning <laughs> and the mirror. Now the black girl is laughing, right? 
And then I could feel the discomfort coming around this side of the room. And uh, um, the woman goes, well, I just, I just think it's a bit racist for you to draw attention to her. I went, let me come back to you. And I said to this black girl, I went, hey, um, wait, African woman, like that. And you can feel the room going, what? I said, um, she goes, well, what, you know, what makes you think that I'm African? I said, because you've, you've got beautiful Nubian skin, you've got confidence, you've got that swagger. She's like, now I've milked her a bit, you know. She goes, yeah, well, I said, why are you being so loud all night? She goes, because no one's funny. I said, well, if you shut up long enough, right, we could be funny. Because all you're doing now is upsetting all the white people who are scared that they think if they tell you shut the fuck up, you're going to think they're racist. And she goes, no, 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 no. I said, so do you think I'm being racist? And she said, no. And I said to the white woman, but do you think I'm being racist? And the white woman said, yes. I said, it is African woman, can I just ask, where, where do you work? She goes, I work in a bank. I said, what, what's your job in a bank? I'm a bank teller, right? How long have you worked there? Nine years. I said, let me ask you something. What do you think is more racist? Me telling you shut up or the fact that you've seen at least five of your colleagues get promoted above you? And she just started clapping, right? And then I said to the woman, so do you see, I can't be being racist. Even the African agrees with me. And then everybody clapped. And then I waited for that moment. I went, see what we do. See what we do. So divide and rule. That's what a white man does. <laughs> Mate, and they just... You could see confusion and bewilderment on this white woman's face. Going, how have you been allowed to say all that? And this is it, right? This is it. And then they walked away feeling refreshed, trying to tell their friend, and then come across yeah. racist. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> no, Johnny, kind of go. <laughs> For real. Just say it. Deal with it. Get on with it. And then you go, oh, mate. And it's to me. Look, this is the big divider. This is something we could talk about maybe next week if people want to comment or think about it. I think. Race aside, race is a big division in society. Class is a big division in society. But statistically, your success to a large part is dependent on the parents staying together or you be brought up in a stable environment. Now, my kids come from a broken home. So I'm not talking from like, oh, I'm a married man and happy and successful, blah, 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 right? My parents stayed together. I got mucked up brothers and sisters. So that is more uh, a predictor of your success in life. And also, like, you've got to have some drive in yourself, right? That can pull... Look, what's it called? They say, like, a rose can grow from, like... Or a tree can grow and split a pavement, right? Have the power to split yeah. a pavement. Like, if you've got that drive and you move towards the sun, so to speak... I'm not, like, a sun worshipper, you get me? But, like, you can actually make something we've, out of yourself. We've established that I'm not a sun lover. We've, we've established that. We've definitely established that. Um, just a quick one on the video that I'm going to post for uh, Lucid Troops. Um... We kind of got ripped for this when we brought it out, man. But you'll notice, and I'm just going to put it out there, we're wearing seatbelts in the car, man. We're wearing seatbelts in the car because I was scared we'd get pulled, innit? <laughs> I was scared we'd get pulled. Are you, not meant to be in car? Yeah. Are you not meant to be wearing seatbelts in the car? Yeah, but we're doing a music video, man. Maybe it'd look cooler not wearing seatbelts. But I was just like on a pure paranoia. Like, nah, man, police will see us. They'll see me sitting in the back with no seatbelt. And that's it. That's it. It's going to be it. <laughs> Well, you know it. There's going to be people going, Jonathan was murdered. That's how it's going to be. Because of... it's... Because you got pulled over by the police, they took you out of the car, beat you up and killed <laughs> Do you. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? For real. No one's going to be marching to Albans. It's not happening. Not happening. <laughs> I've got a lot of family in St. Yes. Albans. I'd get a march on. you got to go Kettering for that kind of thing. <laughs> oh, my days. <laughs> to be honest, right, we were driving around Kettering. That's why I was so paranoid, bruv, in that video. Go. That's why I was so go. paranoid. You should have said that at the start. I would have gone, keep sitting on. Exactly. To be a success, right? Look, you get a seed, you put it in the ground. Now, there's two choices for that seed. 
I'm either planted, I can grow into something, or I can accept this and I'm buried, I'm dead, I'm done. Some of us are planted, some of us are buried, right? If you've got two parents, that's why you go to towns up in the north and out in Essex where there are no black people and you get a white underclass, you get white boys mugging, selling drugs, committing crime, because it's nothing to do with race, it's about socioeconomics. And a lot of that comes down to that unit that you're brought up with from the start. And if people disagree with that, then tell me you disagree with it and why you disagree with it. Don't go, oh, you're a fascist, you're a racist, you're a dictatorist, you're promoting the idea of a heterosexual union to perpetuate the patriarchy. No, I'm just telling you facts. Everyone I know who's gone on to be successful has certain key common denominators. And that's what you do. I mean, if we're going to throw it in the mix, man, I think one of the things that made me successful was licks, mate. Being scared of my parents then for one reason or another. And when I got too big for licks, yeah, and I had bought a PlayStation, yeah, and my, I didn't get the results that my dad wanted me to get. When I come home, the PlayStation was broke. Yeah, because my dad was like an electronic engineer, yeah, and he was like, there's just a poster on it saying, if you'd have done your electronics, then you'd, uh, you'd be able to fix this. Well, But see, now, you've done very well in life, mate. Whether you like it or not, you've done well in life, right? And like you say, so you've got that strict discipline for the background. Your brothers keep you in check as well, and you've got a lot of respect for them. That comes across very much so. So you've got guidance. You've got guidance. A lot of these guys, black, white, Asian, whatever, who are in gangs, they've got no guidance, and right, that's part of not about giving direction, something to do. No, they need guidance. But like instead of guiding them, we are now firing up their bellies, getting them all out there, beating up and fighting on the street. They're going to go to prison and never get a job. And when they go for their job interview, they go, well, I was in prison for three years. Why? Because I was on a, a march that went wrong because some guys at the back, you know, to manipulate me, manipulated me. I took the fall. And then guys are now on someone else's march. That's what the problem is. For real, man. And I think we should talk that's about this a bit next week, man, because. Uh... We haven't, we're coming to time. However, that kind of, when you said that, reminded me, when I was a kid, there was youth clubs and that. Do you know what I mean? And if those people who didn't have the guidance at home, the people in the youth club could guide them. Do you know what I mean? And they could mix up of themselves. All people in the schools would see that and spot it and guide them. Anyway, man, this is subjects for next time. Anyone got anything to say? Comments? Like us? Not like us? Uh, please yeah. post it in the comments down there. We still haven't got a name for the head. I might have to bring the head back out next time to remind people... Um, we're trying to name. Right, just clarify, anyone who's not seen this before, the head is a doll's head. It's not little Johnny. That's that's a good point. I'm not saying a name for the head and for people to be like, BJ, and like giving us... No, that's no. not what we're saying. This is like a, a doll's head that I was going to use. That to, I learn how to... to learn how to do cane row plaits or braiding of Afro hair. Um, as you can see, it's not really gone so well yet. But it's maybe right, it's You've got a whole kind of Queen Elizabeth the first look going on. So. <laughs> It's your history, bro. Look at that. Look, Statue of Liberty. It's your history, <laughs> mate. It's your history. Edit that. There you go. There so, you go. Right, big up. Um, thanks for joining all the people that are watching. Um, he's John Ryan. Um, he is Jonathan Prince. And we are no. Brutally Johnist. Brutally Johnist. Yeah, that's us. Big up. Peace. I don't know. You don't know. We lost faith, but we still got hope.